Trigger warning. The following episode contains references to Gore Human suffering Death Factual inaccuracies Several entitled people making light of all these things. If any of the aforementioned topics cause you discomfort, you may want to listen to a different episode. I scream, you scream, we all scream for eye parasites. I'm Adam. Hey, look, it's Debbie. I'll ask her. Hey, Debbie, I seem to have locked myself out of my... Oh, my God! I'm Andy. Do you have tetrachromacy? Are you sure? I'm Kelly. Note to our listeners, your vision doesn't get better when you add more contacts. I'm Sean, and this is Acid Pop. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This week, we're continuing our series of episodes on body parts and talking about the eyes. No! Did you send us things to look at? I will. The eyes Ooh. have it. Mm-hmm. So the etymology of eye is a weird one. It went all over Europe and for the longest time had a G sound in the middle, and then the G sound went away. Egg. <laughs> yeah. So there was egg, eeg, agon. Aga, Aga, Oga, Uga, Oge, Oog, Uga. The list goes on. Maybe they didn't lose the G sound so much as they just lost the top of the G, so it just looks like a Y now. <laughs> yeah. Oop, where did I put that? <laughs> Copywriters there. So there is a fear of eyes. It's ometophobia from Greek ometa, meaning eye. Most people who have this either don't want their eyes touched ever or have trouble looking people in the eye. Pluck them right is there out. anyone out there who does want their eyes touched ever? I assume this is a, another like, you know, irrational reaction, you know, like violently doesn't want somebody touching their eye. I'm pretty flinchy. It's greatest erogenous zone. <laughs> oh. Uh. Oh. <laughs> so the science of the eye is that basically any organ that turns light into information for your brain is an eye at a base level. So, And the eye has like evolved more than once, right? Oh, indeed. You'll probably talk about that. Mm-hmm. So we're on to our acid pop quiz. True or false, your eye muscles are the fastest in your body. Sure, why not? This is true. I'm trying to think of what would need to be faster. Sphincters. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say false. It's an itchy trigger finger. They sure feel quick. But then I've learned that, you know, my eyes are constantly lying to me about what they're seeing. <laughs> so I don't trust them. Eh, I think it's true. This is true. I tried to quantify this, but I couldn't find it anywhere. But I did find lots of different sites that said the eye is the fastest muscle in the body. <laughs> Just trust us. Yeah. You're constantly working them out. Mm-hmm. And they're always flexing. <laughs> So true or false, your eyes don't grow as you age. I'm going to say true because it's creepy. <laughs> I, I think that's true. Like, the, I don't think your eye sockets grow. It's a little baby with a head full of eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Baby's got big eyes, but I don't know that their eyes are that big. Mm. I'm going to say false. Yeah, this is something I've heard before, but it is false, but not by much. Uh, your eyes start out at about 70% of the size they're going to be. 
So compared to the rest of you, yeah, big old eyes. It's what Bugging makes out. you cute. Yeah. Got the bug eyes thing going on. <laughs> Sorry about the bug eyes thing. So true or false, diabetes is the leading cause of blindness worldwide. Doesn't lead to blindness? Everybody knows oh, yeah. Red Rider BB guns. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say true. Diabetes does a lot of weird stuff. Like, oh, my, there go my legs. Yeah. yeah. I knew the legs thing, like extremities are at risk. Uh, I've never heard of, I don't think I've ever heard of blindness, though. So I'll say false. So I know that it can make you blind. And it seems like a condition that is often poorly managed or mismanaged if you're in a case condition where you can't get good health care. So this seems likely. I'm going to say true. Well, just so we're clear, diabetes can cause blindness, but it is not the leading cause of blindness in the world. Nah. It's cataracts worldwide. Mm. Nah. There are some countries where diabetes is the leading cause of blindness, but yeah, when you take the world at large, cataracts. Because that's just something you get as you get older. Uh, right? Yes. Yes. So true or false, you can catch herpes in your eye. That sounds very true. Oh, yeah. I believe it. That's true. <laughs> yep, this is true. Ocular herpes is different from genital herpes, and not just because of the location. You can't get eye herpes from someone with genital herpes. Even if you try real hard. Yeah. In mild cases, it looks like pink eye and clears up on its own in a few days. Uh, in severe cases, you'll go blind without medical intervention, though. Oh. So, so much for your forbidden uh, erogenous zone, Andy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, apparently that's safe because it can't spread between the two. It's true. I mean, what if you pick the goobers out of one eye and then try and go for the other one? Why are you doing that? You gotta get the sleepies out of your eye. And put them in the other eye. <laughs> you wipe them off, but you're not gonna wipe off a virus. <laughs> yeah, in most cases, this is a one-and-done type of deal, unlike genital herpes, but in rare cases, it can keep popping up. Ugh. Terrible. Yep. Is there anywhere we can't get herpes? We learned you can get finger herpes yeah. in the hands episode. Hair? I don't know. Hairpiece? <laughs> so clever. What about in your nose? Uh, I don't know. Save that for the nose episode. So we're on to our fill in the blank. How many times did eyes evolve? A lot. 50. Hmm. See, they're, first they grew on amoebas, so they were amoebas. Just stop. Can't, stop what you're doing. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm going to say eight times. Well, I mean, there's insects. Mm -hmm. I feel like they don't have the same ancestral eye evolution is us and then there's like those starfish whose skin is eyes mm -hmm. and i think that's different so i have at least three <laughs> that's a good um, start now list all the other animals <laughs> it's really useful but it seems difficult too uh i'm gonna say five uh well it's a bit of a complicated question, but some scientists think the eye may have evolved 40 independent wow. times. Dang. So close, Andy. Yeah. So how many eyes does the animal with the most eyes have? Too many. See, th this is one of those trick questions like the snail teeth where it's like thousands. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to say 150. It's a lot of eyes. 2,000. <laughs> Yeah, once again, I think there's a starfish that's, like, made of eyes. <laughs> also, the beholder. Yeah, that's, like, 12. <laughs> but I'm just going to say, I'm going to go lower. I'm going to say 50. Hmm. Well, it kind of depends on your definition of an eye, uh, and your, also your definition of an animal. Uh, technically, the record holder is the chitin, a mollusk with sort of 
crystalline cells along its shell that capture light. Hmm. It can have up to a thousand of these. Wow. Uh, but for a more traditional definition of animal and eye, it's probably spiders and scorpions. Uh, some of those can have 12 eyes. Okay. So I didn't like, know they went up from eight. Yeah. So like a traditional eye being like a cornea lens pupil, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, to me, it's more about the animal part because there's like a jellyfish that's got like 50 eyes, but it's like they don't have a brain. So does that count? Well, like, I think one of the things with like octopus was like, they weren't really sure how they changed colors or something. They have like photoreceptive cells all over their skin. Mm -hmm. So according to Guinness, what is the furthest distance a person has squirted milk out of their eyes? What? Why, Guinness? (laughs) (laughs) We talked about this. 50 feet. Wow. Uh, I'm going to go for a good three meters. Someone could do this on command? Well, I, I suppose you'd take it into your, snort it into your nose and then out your... Wait, I didn't even see him drink milk. How did he do that? <laughs> did you have like to make the- him laugh first? <laughs> God. It's like some sort of cream horny toad. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, they can do like 30 feet. Or maybe it's three feet. Um, well, 300 feet. There's definitely a three and some zero. <laughs> um, uh, 10 feet. Mm. It can't be that long. Well, you all went over, but oh. both Kelly and Andy were remarkably close. Nine feet, two inches, or 2.8 meters. This record is held by Ilker Yilmez from Turkey, and I couldn't find a video of his distance attempt, but I did find one where he extinguished a couple of candles with wow. his eye milk beam, like an <laughs> even lamer universe cyclops. <laughs> But yeah, like his technique, since you guys seem to be curious, is he's got like a um, a big like turkey baster Ugh. sort of thing with milk and he squirts it up his nose. Ah. And then he has like a minute of calibration where he's got to like prime the pump. And while he's doing that, milk is just like Ugh. coming out of his head. Just imagine Ugh. it's coming out of everywhere, like eyes, yeah. nose, ears. Yep, basically. And then he's finally ready. And then like he pulls down his eyelid, <laughs> turns purple in the face, and milk just goes. You hear the, the shot ratchet into the chamber. <laughs> How bored was this man to discover he had this talent? <laughs> So we're on to our terms. What is unilateral dichromancy? Unilateral dichromancy is when I can control two colors with magic. (laughs) (laughs) It's some sort of like uh, computer coding wizardry. Mm. It's a version of color blindness where you Mm. only have like two of the three receptors. Mm. Close. Uh, this is super rare, but it's when a person is colorblind in only one eye. Ooh. Which that's got to look weird. <laughs> I imagine it's like looking through the old 3D glasses. Yeah. I bet it corrects pretty quick. I bet your brain is like, oh, we'll just scrub that <laughs> in. It looks like <laughs> yeah. this. And it's somewhere between the two. Just ignore that. So what is ophthalmoplasia? Ophthalmoplasia. Ophthalmoplasia. It's the paralysis of your eyes. So you can mm. only look at one thing ever. <laughs> you just see somebody staring at a wall like it's over there. Trust me. <laughs> Is a weird disease where the skin on your eyes peels. <laughs> Got a sunburn on my eyes. That's possible. Ugh. It's the optimal eye. Mm. Better than all other eyes. The uber eye. <laughs> it's blue. <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, Adam got it. This is eye paralysis. Nice. So it can be caused by all kinds of stuff from migraines to brain tumors, but it can cause you to not be able to focus, not move your eye, not blink your eye, or a combo of any of these. Going to need a lot of eye drops. (laughs) Yeah. But you win all the staring contests. It's true. What is hymolacria? Hymolacria. You are unable to cry. Uh, I'm going to say hymolacria is when you cry too much. It's like a there's always a sheen of tears. So it's like it's lacquered. <laughs> it's when you shoot milk out your eyes. Uncontrollacria. <laughs> so this is the scientific name for crying blood. Ah. Now, this is very rare, but it does happen. Sometimes it's a sign of a serious issue, but sometimes a person just cries blood. Sometimes you're playing Baccarat and Mads Mikkelsen starts crying blood. <laughs> Sometimes people are just haunted. Yeah. Most of the time, it starts randomly and stops a few weeks later, but for some, it doesn't stop. Michael Spann of Tennessee had an incredibly debilitating headache when he was 22 that culminated in crying blood. It can continued to happen almost daily and medical professionals had no idea why seven years later it still happens once or twice a week and michael says it can be hard to find a job when you spontaneously cry blood is the headache better (laughs) uh it didn't mention anything about the headache so you're crying blood Uh uh-huh do you call a doctor or a priest? <laughs> yeah. There, there was a story that I couldn't find many details about where like somebody was crying blood and some people were trying to say that they were possessed and need to be exercised, but I don't think that got a lot of ground. <laughs> so That's really scientific. <laughs> now, is it actually blood or is it like yeah. something turning the tears color? Nope, it's blood. Wouldn't that like try to clot in your eyes or something? Well... From what I understand, it sort of like comes out your tear duct, so it's mixed in. Like your okay. tear ducts kind of fill with blood and overflow, Ugh. and it's it it just lasts for like a few minutes. It's not nonstop, but it just kind of comes and goes and comes and goes and comes and goes for a few weeks. Drink lots of orange juice and have a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> what is tetrachromancy? That sounds like you can only see three colors. No, tetra's four. Four. Mm. Four colors. So you have. Like an, I think this is the one where you have like the extra like cone or rod in your eye, so you can oh, see so like mm. extra colors. You're a super seer. <laughs> I trust the biologist on this one. <laughs> so yeah, in case you don't know, your eyes have rods and cones that interpret light. Rods pick up fine details, and cones pick up color. Uh, different types of cones pick up different colors. So the more types of cones you have, the more colors you can see. Most mammals have two, though some, like humans, have three. Some birds and reptiles have five. The mantis shrimp has 12, and the blue bottle butterfly has 15. Whoa. (laughs) What do they need to see that many colors for? That's a good question. They're seeing colors that we've never even dreamed of. Yeah. Yeah. But like I said, most humans have three. But there are some people, almost always female, that have four. I'm so jealous. Yeah, these tetrachromats can see way more colors than the rest of us mortals. Though, tracking these people down can be hard since they don't know how much better their vision is. It's like that song, Andy. Uh, you don't know you're beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think they're better or worse at interior decorators for us normies? <laughs> well, I don't know. The The thing I, I seem to read is that they can just see a lot 
like if you see two colors that are the, and you call them the same, they could clearly tell which two are different. So they just have a lot more precision. Yeah, I feel like their differentiation of color would be wasted. Like nobody would be yeah. able to appreciate all the nuances of their decorating. Right. Yeah, they decorate your room all in one shade of blue as far as you were concerned. Yeah. And they'd be like, it's beautiful. They're those people that look like a whole at a whole swath of white and can name 50 different whites off the one swath. That's eggshell white. This is bone white. <laughs> this is milk tear white. <laughs> so like I said, these people are hard to track down. And admittedly, casual search in the UK took 25 years to find one woman who had <laughs> tetrachromancy. And the growth of colors with cones is just about exponential. So dichromates can see about 10,000 colors. A trichromate can see a million, and these rare tetrachromates can see probably 100 million. That's too many colors. (laughs) That's a lot. I wonder if like TVs that do the the three different color bars, like if they don't work the right way for them. Yeah. (laughs) Probably looks like wasted potential. (laughs) And that concludes our acid pop quiz. So we've got a fun little opener here just to get us warmed up. So July 2014 in Solahool, UK, a 67-year-old woman was experiencing irritation in her eyes. They'd been getting worse and worse for years, and she finally decided to do something about it. She went to see an ophthalmologist who guessed it was cataracts and made her an appointment to have them removed. When she went in for surgery, though, a close examination revealed the source of the irritation was not cataracts, but some missing contact lenses that had rolled up into her eye and been forgotten about. Where did I put those? (laughs) The doctor dug a little deeper and carefully removed 10 contact lenses. (gasps) What are you doing? What the heck? (laughs) One is so painful. (laughs) Then they moved on to the other eye. Oh, God. (laughs) And removed 17 more. 17 how are you doing this she's just like armoring the outside of her eyes i don't know they just disappear (laughs) did she think they were like dissolved after a month of use oh this says it lasts a month when they woke the woman up and were like what the fuck she told them that she'd been wearing contacts for 35 years and in all that time she hadn't gone to see an eye doctor Sometimes her vision would go blurry, and she assumed that her contact had fallen out. And so then she'd just go put in another one. And I figured the searing pain was normal. (laughs) For the time being, the doctors waited to see how the irritation improved without 27 contacts in her eyes before (laughs) performing surgery. And they prescribed a lifetime of glasses. (laughs) Yeah, right? Some people can't handle the responsibility. And she's got glasses all over her head. (laughs) (laughs) Where did I put those glasses? I need to buy more. This is getting expensive. (laughs) So let's talk about some eye problems, shall we? Okay. I think we've all heard of pink eye or conjunctivitis, which is when a virus or bacteria gets in your eye and irritates the hell out of it. Usually very contagious and very uncomfortable, it typically only lasts a few days and has no lasting effects. But then there's uvitis, which is like super pink eye. Again, it's caused by a bacteria or a virus, but instead of affecting the top layer of the eye, it gets into the middle layer, making you look like a hungry vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a look, shall we? Sure. I love, I love medical pictures. Why can't it be a picture of a village in the snow? <laughs> okay, you can look now. No, I'd rather not. Uh, oh, he's got the blood rage. It's the rage virus. Keep those eyes open. <laughs> so for our listening audience, 
The iris is impressively untouched, but it floats in a sea of vessels. Blood, blood. Yeah. More red than white. Yeah, Yeah, like if you had to break this down to percentages, it's probably like 90% red (laughs) and like maybe 10% white. So you can still see like all the veiny little lines. There's enough white for that, but even that is pink. Yeah. So if this is not treated quickly, uvitis can lead to glaucoma, cataracts, scar tissue, or a total vision loss. So get it checked out if your eye turns bright red. People running from you in the streets screaming. (laughs) But watch your face. You're wondering, what are those other long words you mentioned? Well, glaucoma is when pressure in your eye gets too high. This can have an exterior cause like uvitis, but it can also have a genetic cause. If the pressure in your eye gets too high, things get squashed and don't work so well anymore. If caught, vision deterioration from glaucoma can be stopped, but not reversed. So cataracts happens when either your lens gets cloudy or the goop in your eye gets murky. A lot of the time, cataracts can be helped with surgery. What about my murky goop? Yeah. (laughs) Need a fluid change. Yeah. The retina is the bundle of nerves at the back of your eye that turns light into chemical signals for your brain. Sometimes it just kind of falls off. (laughs) (laughs) And they just go back in and screw it right back in, right? Yeah. Staple. If it's caught quickly, it can be reattached with surgery. Uh, But signs that your retina might be slipping include increased floaters or light flashes in your vision. So Mm. there's something to be paranoid about next time you have floaters or a visual migraine. I I get both of those. I also get both of those. If I have too many floaters, I just flush it. (laughs) (laughs) I have floaters all the time. Like, I only thought to ask, like, with like in the last five years or so, and he said it was fine. Yeah, they always say, as long as you don't have a sudden increase, you're okay. Mm -hmm. But then there's weird stuff like keratoconus. So if you see the lens of the eye from the side, it's like a gentle hill. Mm -hmm. Keratoconus is when it turns into a mountain. (laughs) Pointy eyes. Yeah. Needless to say, this torpedo-shaped lens isn't great at refracting light into the eye. You probably won't go blind, but you will need some serious glasses or hard contact lenses to squash your eye back into shape. (laughs) Just push on it. Yeah. That guy's staring daggers at me. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's Bietti's crystalline dystrophy. Wow, that sounds fun. Yeah, it sounds cool. (laughs) But what it means is that your lens turns into a series of little crystals, making it really hard to see. That sounds like you're turning into an X-Men again. Yeah, this one's a a genetic disorder, so it it tends to run in families, but uh, I don't have a picture of this, but if you've ever been to the eye doctor and they took a picture of the inside of your eye and then showed it to you, it just looks like a a yellow circle with veins in it. Yeah. This one, it sort of looks like there's somebody sprinkled salt on it, like there's just little shinies all over the place. I've got stars in my eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Jukebox hero. (laughs) But sometimes troubles with your eyes can be a sign of a larger problem. Uh, there's a condition called cat eye syndrome. Uh, let's take a look at this really quick. That sounds cool. Yeah. you. Okay. So click on that link I sent you. Click at the picture. Whoa. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. I would have guessed he was wearing contacts. Yeah. It's so pretty. It can be. Yeah. <laughs> That's mm, kind of cool. And it, But it looks like the pupils are drifting downwards. Yeah. They're yeah. not exactly in the right spot, but. It looks more snaky than 
<laughs> kitty to me. Yeah. So, yeah, first the good news. This looks really cool and sometimes doesn't affect vision all that much. You just get to be the most awesome kid in class. <laughs> you get to come up with a really edgy backstory. <laughs> <laughs> The bad news is that while this is called cat eye syndrome, the eyes are the least of your worries. This is the result of a genetic disorder where you have an extra chromosome 22, and that can cause a whole slew of problems besides cool cat eyes. The retractable claws you have to worry about. (laughs) You might have strangely shaped ears. Your kidneys might be at some random spot in your body. Okay, that one's not as cool. (laughs) It's in my shoulder. (laughs) Please do not punch me. (laughs) You might not have an anal sphincter, so your butt is set to gentle drip your whole life. Oh! Oh. (laughs) For a second, I thought it was just smooth. (laughs) That's what I was picturing. No, you don't have the muscle, but you still got the hole. I see. It's just on an automatic drip. (laughs) Yeah. Or you might have a weak heart that just stops working sometimes. Uh, Are these problems cats have? (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) So yeah, these eyes are cool, but probably not worth the cost. Just get the contacts. But good ones. Don't get cheap ones that are going to fuse to your (laughs) eye or something. (laughs) Sucked up into the back of your eye, apparently. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) So our next story here. 2013 in Iran. A man came to an eye doctor because he had discomfort in his eye. He had a growth on his eye that had been there since birth. It had always been uncomfortable, but lately it had become too much. The doctors took a look and found a benign tumor that had been growing on his eye since he was born. It was 0.2 inches or 5 millimeters in diameter and had black hairs growing out of it. (gasps) He has hairy eye. He's got witch eye. (laughs) I think I've got a picture here. Let's see. Why would you send me a picture of this? But he's going to have eyelashes on the inside of his eyelids. What a tolerant man. No! Whew! Ouch! (laughs) Yeah, so it's sort of like an unpleasant mole, but on his eye. It's making me grossed out. It's not like a ton of hair like I was picturing. It's more like Homer Simpson head. (laughs) It does look sort of like a small bald man is emerging (laughs) from his eye. (laughs) That was a parasitic twin. Yeah. So while creepy and uncomfortable, it wasn't a danger, and they removed it without any complications. Good. And I'm sure he blinked easily for the first time in his entire life. He's got so much space in there now. Otherwise, he has very pretty eyes. It's a nice brown. Yeah. There are no snake eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he probably has an anal sphincter, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's important in a relationship. So next, let's talk about the Lazidae. Do you know what this is, Adam? No. Okay, I thought if anyone would, you might, but it's what Ra's al Ghul uses to bring himself back to life. <laughs> to fight the Batman. So what February 28th in 2018 in Oregon, a woman who frequently enjoyed hiking had an irritated left eye. For days, it felt like there was a hair in her eye. She rubbed and flushed her eye, and about a week after the irritation started, pulled a small worm off of her eye. Oh, I, I was wondering when we were going to get to eye worms. Yeah. Sean, <laughs> you know how I feel about this. Yeah. She ran, in my mind, screaming to a doctor. <laughs> around the room. <laughs> Got into her car. Ah! <laughs> on the freeway. And the doctor pulled another two worms out of her eye. No, thank you. Case the doctor was also screaming at this point. <laughs> During the whole operation. <laughs> now, widen a little more. <laughs> 
The next day, she still felt the irritation, so she went to an optometrist who scored another three worms. Skull. Guys, check carefully. <laughs> Get them all out. Yeah, you know what? I don't mind waiting a little longer. Just <laughs> check, check as much as you need to. Oh, you see, I've got a 230 that I really need to make. <laughs> know, hit me with some sort of beam. <laughs> Radiate my eye. Just pull it out. I've got another one. <laughs> Over the course of 20 days, 14 worms were pulled out of her eyes. Nope. That is a bit above average. At that point, you are thinking my eye. I'll just get cool ones like Charles Dance and fucking Last Action Hero. That'd be cool. By the end, it's so routine. She's just like, oh, another worm. Guess I gotta go back to the doctor. So yeah, these worms were in the family Thalysidae, often called eye worms. They mostly infect cattle and other large mammals, but they can occasionally infect humans. Have you ever seen a horse or a cow with flies around its eyes? Yes. Yes. Well, this worm lives in the eye, lays eggs that the fly sucks up, and then the eggs hatch and jump ship on some (laughs) other eye. The worm the woman had were harmless, other than the fact that she had 14 freaking worms in her (laughs) eye. Other than the fact that they were in her eye. Yeah. (laughs) So good for the eye soil. The lifelong trauma. (laughs) She got lucky, though, as there are some species of this worm that live in rather than on the eye. You want some nightmares? Sure you do. So let's take a look at a picture. No. Why are you doing this? I'm passing on this one. You can keep your eyes closed, Andy, but I need you to click the link. Nope. I'm not next to the computer. <laughs> I'll describe it to you. No, I'll look. Whoa. Yep. Hello. Oh, God. <laughs> what an eyeliner. Oh, uh... Yeah, so this worm was, I think, about three centimeters long. Pulled it out like a magician's scarf out of the patient's <laughs> eye. It's tied to all these other worms. Thank you for moving out of that window. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eye worms, pretty gross. Man, worms will live anywhere. Yeah, that's gross, but that's where they're supposed to go. Sometimes, though, people find things in their eyes that definitely aren't supposed to be there. The remote dirt. April 2019 in Taiwan, a woman had an irritated eye and it just kept getting worse. She was in what she described as unbearable pain. And after a couple of days, her eyes had swollen shut. Both of them? Yep. She went to an ophthalmologist who sat down to treat her of the bacteria or whatever was causing her so much pain. But when he pulled back her eyelid to take a look, he saw a little leg wiggling around. Oh, God. What kind of what kingdom? (laughs) (laughs) The doctor kept his cool and very delicately extracted the owner of the leg to find a sweat bee. A bee? A bee. (laughs) (laughs) They're Um, in my eye. (laughs) (laughs) Here's your problem right here. Your eyes are full of bees. (laughs) Wickerman syndrome. So these bees are attracted to sweat and other liquids that humans secrete. So I guess it decided to go straight to the source. What do they normally do? What a terrible bee. <laughs> what does it want with my sweat? It just kind of gets salt and I guess. A it's like real gross honey. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. the honey it makes must be a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Human you, eye honey? <laughs> yeah, you know how like different honeys are from different flowers? Ugh. There's going to be one that's labeled like armpit and one that's labeled <laughs> eye. Making Limburger cheese. <laughs> Soggy crotch honey. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird name for the farm. Whatever. <laughs> so 
Wanting to be thorough, the doctor poked around some more and extracted another three bees. See, this is a man who's thinking ahead. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't pull one out. It's like, that was probably it. <laughs> that was probably bees. <laughs> I'm going home. I have to scream into my pillow for a while. Pull out a sizable honeycomb from the nose. <laughs> and make sure you get the queen out of there. Otherwise, you're just going to have the same problem next week. So luckily, the woman wore contacts, which provided some protection, and she didn't rub her eyes too much, so she didn't anger the bees into stinging her eyeball. <laughs> Doctor, I'm having this buzzing in my eye. <laughs> As a result, the woman will be fine, other than acquiring apophobia. <laughs> <laughs> so to end today, I thought I'd do a little callback to our meth episode. Yay! <laughs> Don't inject meth into your eyes. Yeah. So Kylie Muthart started drinking and smoking pot in high school, but on one occasion, her pot got her a little too high. She suspected that the pot was laced with cocaine or meth, and she had something of a falling out with the group of people who gave it to her. She broke up with her boyfriend and was diagnosed bipolar. Uh, she'd gotten out of the group of people who she got out of the bad situation, but being alone and in a downswing of her bipolar disorder, she just wanted to feel good again and decided to try straight up meth. So she had an exceptionally bad trip where she tried to claw blackheads out of her face, leaving it a bloody mess. Ah, now I'll be beautiful. <laughs> She decided to steer clear of meth and downgraded to ecstasy. Now, on ecstasy, she read the Bible nonstop and came to the conclusion that meth had made her feel close to God. <laughs> so she got back into meth in a big way. It's that whole gateway drug theory. Yeah, but she just went in and out of the gate like three or four times. <laughs> so she was into meth until her mom tracked her down and convinced her to go into rehab. She decided to go out with a bang, though, and took the biggest dose of meth she had ever taken. The next morning, while wandering around in a stupor, she became convinced that the world would end any moment without a large sacrifice. Uh -oh. Since no one was around, she decided it had to be her. So brave. Yeah. She figured it had to be something important, so she settled on her own eyes. Oh. She was... <laughs> She was crying on the ground over having to lose her eyes when a person that she knew drove by and shouted, Hey, I locked myself out of my house. Do you have another key? And she thought, a sign. My sacrifice is the key to saving the world. Oh. And with that, she put her thumb, index, <sighs> and middle finger in each eye socket, twisted, oh. pulled, and popped. Ah! Just getting those fingers in there in the first place would be excruciating. Yeah. That's some Mortal Kombat shit. <laughs> <laughs> Finish yourself. <laughs> the friend ran over, gathered her up, and rushed her to the hospital, but it was too late to save her eyes. <laughs> so that's a no on my keys then? <laughs> yeah. I'll just go ask Bob. <laughs> and that was the last of the stories that I had. Oh my God. At the Adam, if I drove by you and you were popping out your own eyeballs, I don't know if I'd stop. Well, I wasn't popping them out until you stopped. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> you should take responsibility, I Andy. I blame you! <laughs> I'm doing this for you! <laughs> Anybody have any personal stories about their eyes? I got one. Like, I have one eye that's 20-20 and one that is Pac-Man. Yeah. yeah. My, my my iris goes into my pupil, and I re recently went to the eye doctor, and the guy took a magnified picture of it, and it's basically part of my iris is a flesh hook. Huh. Uh. 
that goes inside my pupil and down and around, and it was really gross to look at. <laughs> but it's permanently blurry. Like if apparently the, because of that, my eye focus is different on that side. My brain was just like, I don't know, <laughs> just gave up on that eye. Uh, my dad went in for some kind of eye surgery years ago. I want to say it was glaucoma, maybe. I don't know, but I remember him saying like the his eye doctor took a look at it and said something like, on a scale of 1 to 10 of the worst cases of this I've ever seen, this is an 11. Wow. And uh, he got it taken care of, like like surgery like in his eyes. Yeah. And the first night, it didn't take. Oh. And there was internal bleeding in one of his eyes. Oh. So his pupil was red. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he had to go back. <laughs> and it's fine now. Round two. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that I have any interesting eye stories. I do get those visual migraines, but that's yeah. not my eyes. It's my brain, as yeah. the eye doctor explained to me. <laughs> when when you get your visual migraines, what what is it like? Um, so they're they're just visual migraines. So they're not like me seeing halos prior to an actual migraine. It's mm. it's entirely visual. Um, first, I start to get like a little bit of light, like distracting light in my vision and then like a dark spot forms in the middle of it. And then the light becomes like neon colors and sort of spirals around it. And it's, it's just like one, it's like a floater, but the floater takes up more and more of my vision until it's most of what I can see. Um, And like, I, you know, it's like a floater. It follows anywhere you look, so you can't get away from it. Um, And then uh, after about, half an hour to 45 minutes it usually fades and i usually have a headache afterward but it's like i said it's not a migraine it's more like i've been straining my eyes for 45 minutes and now my head hurts that's kind of how mine go except it's always like um you know how when you see stars it's like those bright lights Mm -hmm. that kind of flash yeah it's like that except it's a zigzag line oh and it's usually from like some edge of my vision towards the center but sometimes they'll show up in like almost a circle but they always move as it progresses. So like sometimes they'll rotate around the eye, like a clock or like they'll sort of uh, unfurl from the circle and do a straighter line. It's really weird. Do little dances. John took me to the nurse in high school when I was having visual migraine. Yeah. yeah. I was convinced I was going blind because <laughs> like, I, when I have my vision just blurs, like my other eyes starts going blurry. I'm like, Oh no, it's happening. <laughs> Change. Uh, which reminds me of another little story I have. Um, so, Years back, Sean and I were in a a car accident. Not a terrible car accident, but not a great one either. Our car was totaled. Um, I didn't have my seatbelt on, so I bonked my head on the dashboard. Last time I ever rode without my seatbelt. And my vision went white. I could not see. Um, For It didn't happen like the second... It like took a couple minutes to fade out. It just got like brighter and brighter, and then I couldn't see. And the uh, paramedics came along, and uh, you know they were checking us out and making sure we were okay. And they could not get any sense out of me because all I would say to them is, "I can't see." They were like, "Yeah, yeah, we know, but like, does your leg hurt? Are your arms okay?" I was like, "I can't <laughs> see. I can't see." <laughs> Please help. <laughs> they didn't seem to think it was as important as I did. <laughs> yeah, I've got a few stories. I the most boring week I ever spent was the time that I had pink eye. 
as at the time, um, I didn't have glasses. I only wore contacts, but when you have pink eye, you can't wear your contacts. And, um, and Sean is very blind. And I'm, yeah, I can see <laughs> approximately six inches in front of my face without glasses. And after that, everything is just a blur. And so I, I had, I couldn't see. And then the pink eye made me very light sensitive. So I just had to stay in a dark room and it's like, <laughs> I, I really couldn't even read books. I couldn't watch TV. I couldn't go on the computer. I just had to like sit in the dark for like five days and not do anything. <laughs> I could listen to music, but that was about it. Couldn't you like so, put on sunglasses to watch TV or something? Well, it didn't matter about the light. It was just that I couldn't focus that far. Oh. So like I could go on the computer, but I literally had to like press my nose up against the screen and like move my face along Getting to like read a sentence. Like, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't worth it. So that was pretty bad. Um, and then when I was younger, it might still be happening for all I know. I just don't live with them anymore. But my stepdad is a sheet metal worker and he just refuses to wear safety glasses. And every <laughs> few months like once or twice a year he would get a metal splinter in his eye and every time it happened he was just like mildly inconvenienced by it (laughs) but he couldn't find a doctor that was willing to like pluck a splinter out of his eye and so like yeah he'd just like spend a day driving around town getting more and more pissed off as no doctor would pull the splinter (laughs) out of his eye and just like after like the third or fourth time, it's like, you know, there's a solution to this problem. Right. It feels very Mission Hill. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then why <laughs> one of my favorite stories that it's probably just a coincidence, but I like to think of it as like how fast my reflexes worked is I was um, playing football once at like a family picnic or something and it was getting dark and hard to see. And I had the ball and I was running next to this hedge and there was like a branch that stuck like straight out of the hedge and then curved in. And it was like at exactly my eye height. Uh, and it was dark enough that I couldn't see it until it poked me in the eye. And so I was running along and I just ran straight into this branch and like, you know, as I was getting poked, I flinched away and like ducked out of the way, but then I couldn't see very well. And I was like, ah, I think I might've moved my contact or something. And so I went to the bathroom and I pulled my contact out and I'd punched a hole in my contact, uh, but my eye was fine. Damn. So <laughs> it was pretty close. You're going to tell your sty stories. Yeah. I was oh, expecting to hear that one. <laughs> yeah. I guess I could talk about that. Yeah. Uh, when I was in college, I, I I don't know. I really like to rub my eyes. I rub my eyes a lot. Well, they said you have a condition. Yeah, and I apparently I have this condition, condition. where <laughs> where I am just very prone to styes, and basically the worst thing I can do is rub my eyes. <laughs> and I was rubbing my eye, and I ended up with a sty. And if you don't know what a sty is, it's basically just like a plug of goop in like the oil outputs of your eyelashes and really it just gets way. plugged. Yeah. It's, it's basically like a giant eye zit. Um, but it's usually kind of hard because the, the oil like congeals in there. Um, I get a tiny one every once in a while and I always, it feels like you have like a, a grain of sand or something in your eye. Yeah. I always rub my eye for like half the day before I finally think to like look in the mirror and see that the sty that won't go away. Right. 
And the the solution to those is you just like put a hot compress on your face and the hot temperatures and cool or the moist air uh, just liquefies it again and then it should come out. But one time I just rubbed my eye way too much and I didn't do anything about it. And I ended up with a sty that was about the size of a marble. Uh, And it was like, it was so big that I was having trouble opening my eye. Um, And I worked retail at the time. So I wasn't getting a lot of customers then because like <laughs> no one wanted to talk to me. It's the only time I've ever seen Sean self-conscious. Yeah. And I went to an eye doctor and like he was like, oh, yeah, we got to get that thing out of there. And yeah, I mean. he didn't make a big deal of it, but he left the room to go get ready. And then like while he was gone, people kept like poking their heads and was like, <laughs> hey, I heard there's a crazy. Whoa. <laughs> like <laughs> looking at my freakish face. I'm like, yeah, okay. (laughs) And this was probably my worst medical experience of my entire life because Novocaine doesn't work super well on me. And what this guy did is he took me in this back room and he laid me down and then he put a sheet over my face with a little hole cut where the eye was that had the sty. So like, I can't see. I'm totally blind. It gives me some Novocaine, which doesn't work. And then he takes a scalpel and he just starts carving away at this thing. And I can't see. So every time it happens, it's a surprise. (laughs) And he either cuts me with the scalpel or he kind of pokes me with his finger to like, see how things are going. So I'm just lying. I was like, Oh, oh, it's a finger. I was like, Oh, oh, it's a scalpel. Oh God, it's a scalpel. And like being stabbed. (laughs) And I'm just like, my fingers are just digging into the armrest of this chair. And you know, the whole time I'm like, I can, I can feel this. I can feel this. And he's like, nah, you're just feeling the pressure. I was like, no, I'm feeling a freaking knife in my eye. And, um, he goes at it for I don't know how long because I couldn't see but it felt like a half an hour he was cutting at my face and finally he was just like yeah I'm not having any luck I'm going to call it a day I was like oh thank god and he goes so I'll just solderize this shut and you'll be on your way and I was like oh god what do you mean you have any luck <laughs> so yeah he he didn't get it out and then he burned me after cutting me there's a consolation then, here's a cool scar yeah he referred me to a plastic surgeon and the plastic surgeon like numbed me up, did a perfect job of it and took it out in like less than 30 seconds. Like he just was, he just took care he of it. He didn't even make me leave the room. Yeah. He, he was, was like, like so unimpressed by the whole thing. Yeah. He's like, we'll just do this right now. I've seen uh, uglier. <laughs> yeah. It was so easy. Your idiots just not offend me. <laughs> Well, he was like, so we're going to give this a shot and it'll probably work. But in case it doesn't, we have a really easy way to fix this. So here's what we do. We take a pie slice out of your eyelid that has the sty in it. And then we pull the edges together and just sew your eyelid back together. Oh, you have to be awake for this whole thing. Uh, Why? (laughs) Luckily, it didn't come to that. So... And then the next time I got a sty, I went to a different doctor because I was living in a different state. And he took this like Kubrick device that like pried my eye open so I couldn't <laughs> blink. And then like he cut it out from the inside. And I had to sit there. And this time he numbed me, which was nice. But I had to watch a scalpel come at my eye. <laughs> And after that, I learned to stop rubbing my eyes, and I haven't had one since. 
Jeez. So don't rub your eyes, kids. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> so it just reminds me of the last time I got stitches. No, yeah. I, could, I could feel them working up there. I'm like, it's starting to hurt again. It's like, oh, and so they stab me with a needle three more times. <laughs> <laughs> Which also hurts. Yeah. Well, if nobody has any more stories, we'll move on to what are your morals worth? So, how much to raise a family of Thalasia on your eye? One billion dollars. <laughs> Why can't it be how much to have cool four color eyes? I'll <laughs> give bees in my eye. <laughs> well, let me get specific here. Let's say that there's five. They five live worms. about a month and they can't reproduce on your eye. Let me think about it. One billion dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I. Are these the not harmful ones? Yeah. You're going to be fine. They're just going to be kind of squiggly and uncomfortable in your eye for about a month. I sure hope Bill Gates is putting them in there. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to drive me crazy for a month. (laughs) It'll be like in uh, Don't Starve when your sanity gets too low and you just see the the edges coming in. Except the edges are worms in my eye. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I think I might be the low one, but it's 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 not that low. Yeah. Oh goodness. Ugh. Ugh. Oh. I'm but creeped out enough knowing that there's mites in my eyebrows. Yeah. I've got to think about Autumn's future here. <laughs> what, how does this affect her future? She's going to see worms coming out of her mother's eye. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> her future's going to look a lot different if I have a couple million dollars. It's true. For one thing, we're going to live in a different country. <laughs> the future will look more Canadian. <laughs> I have. I'm obsessed with New Zealand right now. I have to never work again. <laughs> and Sean has to never work again. I understand. I can't have a job again because I had worms in my eyes once. <laughs> <laughs> That's just going to be the first thing I say in job interviews. I'm not going to be able to help it. <laughs> we can't hire you. It's all you talk about. <laughs> Like, do you have any personal failings? <laughs> I won't let uh, my husband intentionally put worms in my eyes for money. <laughs> Say, hello, how are you today? I had worms <laughs> in my eye once! <laughs> Wake up screaming every day. Yeah, I imagine sleeping is going to be really hard. It's going to be a bad month. Yeah, you're dreaming for six. <laughs> Ten million dollars. Ten million? See, I always come back to, like, how many years off do I need? I just said my entire yeah. life and yours. I don't think I need my whole life. I think I think I could do this for a million. You say you tell me I could have 10 years off of work for one creepy month? I think I could do that. Hey, if we invest that money right. <laughs> I think I'm going to do five million. Five? Yeah. I don't want parasites ever. I don't want yeah. it either. Five million is a lot of money already. Give me, give me one billion dollars. I'll split it with all of you. I'm like, Trump said, that's not right. That that could grow. Like the worms in your eye. We can find New Zealand. We'll live there together. Peter Jackson can visit by new eyes. All right. Well, I think that's all we've got for this week. Thanks to my co-host for joining me today. Thanks to Gerard for keeping an eye on us. And if you'd like more of us, you can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Acid Pop Podcast. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Reddit or email us at acidpoppodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, don't rub your eyes. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>